There's one mindset that keeps us parents really small. It keeps us suffering through parenting. It's an approach to our lives that really holds us back. So today I'm going to unearth this approach, kind of unveil it and discover it together and find an alternative narrative, an alternative way of looking at every situation that I find incredibly empowering as a parent. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome, I'm Avital. If you're just meeting me for the first time, I'm the mother of four. I am a performance coach for parents and I'm completely imperfect and I mess up every single day. It's very important for me to hold space for the imperfections and the major challenges, struggle, loss, grief, difficulty that we are all going through at any given time and particularly at the moment with the great challenges of quarantine and lockdown and recession and loss of life life that everybody is feeling, is witnessing, and perhaps is even experiencing. So first and foremost, my biggest heart and biggest love goes out to you, my biggest support. I know that you might be feeling incredibly down, incredibly challenged, incredibly stretched thin at this moment. You are not alone. That is completely normal and completely common. And let's start with that holding space and with that empathy. And I say that because I'm going to give you a little bit of tough love today or a mindset shift that often demands us to do a little bit of self-work and introspection and growth. And that's not easy when we feel at the end of our rope. And so if that's not something you're open to hearing today, then maybe tune out and listen another day. But maybe this will be just the thing you need to hear to help you through this particular time or any other challenge that you're facing in the future. So before I go any further, I just want to shout out to LJT2 who left me this review, affirming and hopeful. I usually go into podcasts worrying that I'm going to feel not good enough or hopeless about being able to do all that's suggested. However, Avital shows so much compassion and understanding and helps me to feel like I'm doing my best. And also it's possible to make shifts in my mindset actions and way of being with my kids. Thank you so much for writing this. This is incredibly affirming and hopeful for me because I always want to be of service and I always want to be of encouragement to you and also to provide you with genuine tools uh, for growth and for mindset shifts and actions that you can take. And so That just gives me so much affirmation that I am hitting the spot for you. And if you haven't yet left me a review, please do so wherever you listen to your podcast or just go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. They mean so much to me and I really appreciate them. The show notes for this episode can be found over at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash 65. We're on episode 65. And this particular podcast episode is sponsored by me, (laughs) sponsored by The Parenting Junkie and our course, Focus Time. If you have found yourself as an unwitting and sudden homeschooler and you want to know how you can do it in less than an hour a day, stress-free, tear-free, and still keep your kids up to the Common Core standards, but also explore their curiosity and be lifelong learners who really enjoy the process, then just go to theparentingjunkie.com slash focus time. And for $48 and in less than three hours, you can download and leapfrog over my five plus years of experience homeschooling way before Corona even started. 
And you can leapfrog over all the tears I shed trying to figure out my path and how I could blend Reggio and unschooling and still keep my kids up to standards so that I didn't feel like they were behind. If that sounds like something that might be helpful right now, then again, just go over to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash focus time. All right, let's get into today's topic. And today's topic is a sense of feeling helpless or feeling like I can't do certain things. I've mentioned this before in the past. Often when people hear that I homeschool, it's a good example of something that people will say I can't about. Um, They'll say, wow, you homeschool, that's so cool. I could never, I can't do that. I couldn't handle it, etc." And I've discussed in the past why I don't think that's true or relevant um, and why, you know, we all make different choices and we can all handle different things. But today I want to specifically talk about the mindset of I can't when it comes to parenting, right? It might be something like I can't get a job because I have to be home with my children or I can't stop working because I have to support my children or I can't homeschool because, you know, I would lose it with my child or I can't sleep train because that would be cruel and, you know, abusive. Or I'm not that type of person, right? These labels that we put on ourselves, like I can't do it because, oh, I'm a yeller, right? I'm a yeller or I'm just, you know, a child inside. I'm still an inner child and I haven't grown up. All these things that we say about ourselves or I can't do it because my husband's not supportive, because I don't have enough money, because whatever it is. Now, what I want to say is that Let's give the true realities, the facts, right? Like our budget, our timetable, the people around us, our resources, the laws in the country that we live in. Let's give those, say, and we're going to be generous here, say 20%. Okay, 20% of the time, we can't do things that we want to do. 20% of the time, I you know, currently live in Germany and I can't homeschool because it's against the law. Yes, that's a real can't. That's something external to you that you currently don't have control over. Although even then, it's like, well, I choose to live in Germany and I'm not moving, right? I could have, I could exercise choice in that matter if I, if I wanted to. Um, and so it is still a choice, but there are areas of life where we really feel like there is no wiggle room and we really cannot. Like, maybe I can't because of my health situation or I can't because of my budget or I can't because of my child's needs. So let's give that 20% right there is 20% of the time when we really can't do the things we want to do, although um, we so want to do them. I think we're being generous there because I think even there, if we really want to unvictimize ourselves, we're going to realize that it's a choice that we're making. And that is what we're going to get to in just a moment. But first, I need to have this kind of disclaimer as we go a little deeper in this topic, is that I know that when I talk about choice and, and when I talk about radical responsibility and unvictimizing ourselves, I know that some people are going to come to me and say, that's a privileged point of view. They're going to say, that's a misunderstanding that some people really can't. And I want to say, first of all, yes, it is a privileged point of view. A hundred percent, when we live in a world of opportunity and of choice, that is a privilege. Um, And second of all, I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about mindset in this episode and in almost everything I talk about, I'm going to be talking about your internal dialogue with yourself. My point here is not to say that the struggles and the realities and, you know, 
the debt or the autism or the divorce or the, you know, law system, legal system or whatever challenge it is that you are trying to overcome isn't real. The point is not to say that those challenges aren't real. They are real. The point is within any person's situation, within any person's set of facts that we live into and are bound by, we make choices within those right? Sometimes the choices sound like they're not even choices, but they still are. And that's something that we're going to be talking about today. So before you call, you know, before you cry privilege on me, which is fine, I am privileged and I I acknowledge it. I want to say that this actually isn't something that is only available to quote unquote externally Uh, privileged people. This is a privilege that almost everyone can exercise. And the reason I know this is because I learned this from Viktor Frankl, who was in the Holocaust and faced zero, you know, privileges, as it were, in the most, you know, demonic, uh, horrific, awful situation that human beings could possibly find themselves in. And what he taught us in Man in Search for Meaning was the idea that our last line of defense, the one thing that no one can take from us, is our mindset. And so whilst it might be a privilege to be able to read the books and listen to the podcasts, it's a privilege that almost anybody has potentially, theoretically, to access their mindset and to make changes and to unvictimize themselves in the face of even the most horrific adversity. Now let's talk about what we do with this privilege, with this ability of ours to unvictimize ourselves. Because here's the truth. A sense of helplessness, a story of I can't in our head, breeds desperation and breeds anxiety and breeds depression. When we look at any scenario and we think how limited we are, how unfair it is, how little choice we have, how we can't do that thing that other people are doing because we don't live there or we don't have what they have or we don't look like them, then we start to feel desperate, depressed and anxious. Now, That's not what any of us want to feel, but that is the surefire path to feeling those feelings. So instead, what I'm offering today is a mindset shift that realized that, yeah, there's 20% of my life that are just kind of facts, right? Like I was born in a certain body, in a certain skin color, a certain gender, a certain uh, nationality, a certain set of languages, a certain heritage, certain legacy, all of that stuff I was born into. And I've kind of stumbled into and grown into and been along a path into certain situations as well. Maybe I'm in a specific house or a specific marriage or a specific family unit, a specific job, right? All the things that make you you know, all the labels that you check, all the boxes that you tick, um, those are the things that are the facts of your life. Some of them are changeable, some of them are not changeable. But those are just the 20%, right? Those are just the external realities. They're just 20% of our reality. The 80%, and that's what we're really going to talk about today, the 80% is an area where we have endless choice. We all do. We all have endless choice in how we show up to that 80% and what mindset we take and approach it with. And this is things like what we choose to, uh, you know, who we choose to hand the microphone to in our life, right? What sources of information do we choose to listen to? What sources of influence do we allow to penetrate into our bubble? What types of thoughts do we pump up the volume on inside our own minds. 
these are areas of ultimate choice that we have. We have those choices internally, how we interpret situations, what narrative we put on them, what narrative we believe and listen to, what we amplify and what we minimize. But we also have a lot of choices around the external factors of our life, right? Saying I can't homeschool is less accurate in most cases, in 80% of the cases, than saying I choose not to. So the, the real switch, and if you've kind of, you know, gone off in your multitasking and you got a little distracted, this is the point where I want you to come back to me because this is what I really want you to take away from this episode. The big switch that I want to offer you today is switching our thinking from I can't to I choose not to. And I'm sure you've heard this elsewhere before, but I want to hammer this down uh, again Because as parents, I think we often feel like, well, I can't because I'm a mom or I can't because, you know, I'm a husband or I can't because my kid is like this or my kid is like that. And the truth is you can, in most cases, you choose not to. So why do we choose not to? Well, sometimes we choose not to because we simply don't want to. And that's the truth. In other words, I It's not that I can't homeschool or that I can't sleep train or that I can't feed my baby organic food or that I can't co-sleep or that I can't, um, you know, move countries or that I can't do whatever it is I want to do. It's that I don't actually want to. And I think that is a much more empowering place to be in. Many people um, know that I don't co-sleep, even though I've read a lot of the research that suggests that co-sleeping is great for kids. And I think that I see parents who co-sleep with such admiration. And I think to myself, you know, oh, if only I could do that, but I can't. That's not true. The truth is I don't want to. Even though I've read the research and even though I understand that it's great for kids, I don't want to do it. I want to sleep you know, by myself and sleep well and and I'm not willing to do it. And that's the second thing is sometimes it's just I don't want to. Like, it's not how I want to spend my time, right? Like a lot of parents will say to me, I can't, uh, you know, stay home with my kids. And the second thing is that you may say you can't, but really it's I'm not willing to pay the price, right? Well, if I was to downsize, if I was to work from home, if I was to, whatever it is, take out a loan, you know, sell sell something, all these things, right, that I could potentially do, but I'm not willing to pay that price. And that's 100% justified and fair enough. And it makes sense. But it's much more empowering to tell ourselves, I'm not willing to pay the price than to tell ourselves, I can't, Right. Now, sometimes you literally can't because you have to put bread on the table that, you know, that day and and you're living hand to mouth and that's totally fine. And that's the 20% that we're talking about. But there's an 80% that says, well, I'm not willing to pay the price, right? Maybe I'm not willing to pay the price that it would take to start a business, right? Many people come to me and say, I want to start my own business. Okay, no problem. That's wonderful. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to put the risk in, to put the hours in, right? to put the work in. And I'm not trying to say that I think it has to be all hustle and all hard work. I'm all for a four-hour work week. If that works for you, that's wonderful. But you have to be willing to pay the price. People will say to me, I want to make courses and make webinars and that kind of thing, but I don't want to be on camera. That's fine. That means you're not willing to pay the price that it takes to do those things. Or some people will say, "Um, I can't leave my kids with a babysitter, right? Well, you can, but you don't want to. 
or you're not willing to pay the price of feeling anxious about trusting your kids with other people, or you're not willing to pay the price of taking a risk of leaving them with others. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself a story of helplessness by saying I can't when the fact is that you're choosing not to. I choose not to leave my children with babysitters. Sorry, I'm not saying that about me. I certainly don't make that choice. I love leaving my kids with babysitters. But when people tell me that, I kind of have this, you know, annoying, (laughs) like, you know how there are some people who like to correct your grammar, like grammar police. I have kind of correction of mindset police in my mind. When people say I can't, I want to say you don't want to or you're not willing to, right? Sometimes people will say something like I can't stop yelling. And that's another example of something where, well, you can. It just takes a tremendous amount of focus and effort. And the question is, are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to put it high on your agenda, right? Are you willing to really work for it? Are you willing to do everything it takes? And the answer to that might be no, and that's okay. In other words, instead of saying, I can't stop yelling, it's I'm prioritizing other things right now, right? I'm prioritizing other things right now, and that's fine but we need to own it so that we don't feel like victims of our own situation. So in in my role as mindset police, the point that I'm trying to make is, yeah, 20% of the time you can't, right? Like if you uh, are in a wheelchair, you cannot walk, right? And even then, maybe there are some situations where you can overcome it and you are choosing not to or whatever it is, right? I'm sure there are many situations where people can't, but let's say that that's the 20%. Let's focus on the 80% where we're reframing the choices that we have and switching them to, I choose not to, I'm prioritizing other things right now, or I'm not willing to pay the price. Take any situation that you're in and you will realize that that is really the case. In, In most circumstances, that is really the case. Even in, you know, I could bring you kind of silly examples or ludicrous examples, things that seem crazy where you say, well, I can't leave the house right now because we're in lockdown, right? For example. Well, you're choosing not to, and that might be a great choice to make, but you're choosing not to because if you go outside, you'll be putting other people at risk or because if you go outside, um, you're, you know, the law in your country, you would be breaking a law. Or if you go outside, um, you would be socially penalized or whatever reasons you have for not going outside are real reasons that are leading you to choose to stay inside. That's a much more empowering story than saying, I can't, right? I'm not allowed to. It's almost saying, well, even when we abide by authority or by social norm or by social conduct or whatever it is, it's still a choice that we're making, right? It's not so much that we can't uh, versus that we have better reasons to make this choice than we do to make the other choice, Often people feel so limited and so helpless because of the specific situation they're in, because of the house they live in, the job they have, the job their partner has, uh, the type of child they have. And when we start to realize the level of choices that we actually have within those situations, like, yeah, you could, you know, not help your child in that way, but you're choosing not to. You're choosing not to abandon them or you're choosing not to, uh, you know, punish them. Or you could uh, take on the sole responsibility of being the provider and then your partner might come home earlier, but you're choosing not to, right? You're choosing to follow their career. One of the examples from my own life is when my husband uh, lived uh, two hours away for a year. So I had a three-week-old and three other children and 
I did not want to move. I didn't want to move to where he was uh, for his fellowship. And I chose to stay home and live apart from my husband for a year because I didn't want to move there with a newborn. And in our circumstance, it just didn't make sense to me. And so instead of saying, well, I can't move or I can't be with my husband or, you know, there's nothing I can do. He, he's, you know, it's against my choice, but he can't be home. I told myself a story of we've chosen for him to do this fellowship I've chosen to stay home. I could go and be with him, but I didn't want, I was not willing to pay the price. He could have stayed home this year. We were not willing to pay the price for that. And so I've prioritized other things right now. And I haven't made the choice of us being together this year. And that was one of the things that saved my mental health that year was that I felt that it was very much a choice that we've made as a family. It was the right thing for us, as difficult as it may have been, right? The same goes for single parents, for military parents, for anyone who is dealing with a lot of resentment for your partner not being around or not being home or dealing with resentment for your uh, for the loss of your own identity, like you're not in your career as much or any of those types of things, you have to realize that these are choices. We could choose uh, to go out and, um, you know, I'm talking, let's say, to the, to, the, to the mom who's home, who has given up a bit on her career and is feeling a bit down and feeling a bit lost and feeling a bit resentful of the partner who gets to be, you know, working and, and on business trips and whatever it is. Often that's a story of resentment and victimhood. What about switching that around to a story of empowerment? I've chosen and you could choose differently, right? But I have prioritized this right now. I have prioritized this and I'm not willing to pay the price that it would take for me to go and be the provider or for me to go and build my career perhaps, right? Or the flip side, the mom who's out hustling doing her degree, or the dad who's out hustling doing his degree or, you know, working and feels guilty that I'm not being home, I'm not being with the kids. Okay, we can choose the helplessness story. We can choose the guilt story. We can choose the story of I can't be with my kids because they have to work and it's not fair. Or we can choose the story of I am prioritizing other things right now than being with my kids because I know that this is more important for everyone in our family holistically that I go out and work and make money or advance my degree or whatever it is you're doing. And it's not that I can't be with my kids. It's that I'm not willing to pay the price of giving up on my career or on my degree or on this income. And that's legitimate. But it's a much more powerful stance than saying I can't, right? I can, but I'm choosing not to pay that price. I'm choosing to pay a different price. And that's the truth is that we always have choices ahead of us of which price is higher, right? Which price is higher in this choice? Is the price higher, you know, losing that income? Is the price higher losing that uh, degree? Is the price higher losing time with our children? No one can tell you the right answer to those questions. But what I'm trying to tell you here today is that that's a unique and individual and personal choice that we make. And those choices are legitimate. And it's much more empowering to us when we take responsibility for our choices and we own where they're really coming from than when we slap helplessness on it and say, well, we didn't have a choice or we couldn't. 20% of the time that might be true, but 80% of the time we do have a choice and those choices are legitimate and okay. So again, instead of I can't, which is true maybe only 20% of the time, choose I don't want to, I don't choose to, I'm prioritizing other things right now, and I'm not willing to pay the price to. 
Those are legitimate reasons not to do something. And they are more empowering and they put us in a better mindset, in a mindset that takes control, takes responsibility, takes ownership, authorship, and agency. If this episode was helpful for you, I would love it if you share it out with your friends and come and interact with me over on Instagram at Parenting Junkie. I'm in the DMs, I'm in the comments. I would love to hear your feedback. Plus, just a quick reminder that this episode was brought to you by Focus Time, which is my course that explains to you exactly how I homeschool at home, how we get everything done in less than an hour a day, and what we do the rest of the time to ensure that our children are having a well-rounded, rich, robust education without all the tears and hassle and chasing (laughs) that can happen sometimes in homeschool. So if that's the situation you found yourself in, I very warmly invite you to theparentingjunkie.com slash focus time. It's 48 bucks. It's something you can binge in less than a day and it will really set your mind at ease, give you the confidence to move forward with this homeschooling thing, whether you're doing so by choice or because you have to. And just remember, almost everything is a choice. So I hope that you're adopting that mindset. All right, guys. See you next week. Same time, same place. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.